Hi, this is Mark Hope. Has out-of-control inflation, gas prices, and grocery costs wrecked your wallet? Then check into automated day trading with Trading Made Easy. Trading Made Easy has spent five years helping people put cash in their pockets with their simple-to-use day trading software. So if you're ready to leave that 9-to-5 job behind, visit TradingMadEasy.com or call 800-971-4160 to sign up for a free live training seminar right now. That's TradingMadEasy.com. 1015 FM, 720 AM. k the talk of Las Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. One full hour of wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's bring on the tag team of Andrew Fish Fame. Joe DeFalco, and your host, Mark Hoke. Oh, baby. Let's wrestle. Let's do it. Let's do it, Fish. Fish, come on. Let's go. Yeah, we're doing it. Sunday morning. (laughs) Don't worry. Be happy. Come on. We're doing the Mark Hoke Show, KDWN 101.5 FM. 7.20 7.20 a.m. It's the talk of Las Vegas. It's the station so nice. It's on your dial twice. Andrew Fish Fain, along with Mark Hoke. Fish, join me in the revelry. Come on. It's too early in a Sunday morning. No, it's never too early to revel. Never. But we are going to bring you the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment today. A very busy week. But one thing I do want to kick off with real quick, of course, Joe DeFalco is not here with us today. Why is that? Well, here's why. Because, of course, today, he, of course, he is the kingpin of future stars of wrestling here in Las Vegas. And, wow, what a night fish. This is going to be at the Silver Nuggets starting at 5 p.m. Listen to this card. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? So we've got, and I'm actually going to work my way from the bottom to the top. They got a, a No Limits Scramble match, which is featuring Danny Limelight, Damian Drake, uh, Jacob Austin Young, Brandon Gatson, and Jordan Oasis. That should be a wild one, kind of kicking things off. Danny so, Limelight's really good. He is amazing. He's performed in New Japan and, and AEW. He is something else. Uh, a... Battle of the Bruiser Weights, and these are two huge dudes. Toa Leona and Bad Dude Tito are going to be facing off tonight. They are two massive men. That should be a lot of fun. Hey, if you like uh, you know, Wrestling Observer, Filthy Tom Lawler is going to be in town tonight. He is leading Team Filthy, taking on Team Violence. It's Lawler and the West Coast Wrecking Crew against uh, Cody Hancock, Tyler Bateman, and Funny Bone. And if you've never seen Funny Bone... I have not. Oh, that's right, because when we went, you disappeared during that match, and you didn't see Funny Bone. I did not see you Funny Bone. You missed Funny Bone. You're, you're in for a treat on that one. That's going to be a terrific match. Uh, Remy Marcel and Sam Adonis, and if you haven't seen Remy, he's he's amazing, too. Uh, women's Championship match, Viva Van, who I know is getting some looks from AEW and WWE. 
is taking on Dark Sheik for that title. Gregory Sharp is defending the Nevada State Championship against, of course, one of the former American Wolves, Davey Richards, who's also doing a clinic today at noon. So if you want to get an insight about becoming a professional wrestler, that that's going to be a lot of fun, too. So. And one of the best tag teams to come down the pike. In a oh, Ameri- American yeah. Wolves are awesome. Um, Vander, Matt Vandergriff, and one of my favorites. He's he, lucky I'm not going to be there. Yeah, you should you should come down, Fish. I think you should call out. I I, I would I would, but I, I don't want to scare Vandergriff. Well, he's got enough. On I, him. I want him to have no excuses if he loses tonight. He's he's got enough on his plate tonight because he's taking on Kenny K I N G King. My my the, boy Kenny will take care of my light work. So Vandergriff and Kenny King tonight. Uh, we've got the FSW Tag Team Champions TBD taking on Carlito and Chris Masters. You remember them from WWE? Yeah, and and I wanted to ask Joe this last week, but when you when you have a, a a card like this and you're booking it, and you're booking two guys who are big names from outside of your arena, can you possibly expect them to pull an upset or, or pull a surprise win? I think you can. I I know he's working. I know he's got Carlito signed to do a few cart a few, a few shows. Yeah, so this that should be a, an interesting match tonight. And then the match for the Mecca Grand Championship, three absolute superstars: Hammerstone, of course, who's the ML the MLW champion, and the uh, FSW champion, will be taking on Brian Cage and Chris uh, uh, Bay. Brian Cage, who we've seen on AEW, obviously, and Chris Bay just signed. With impact. Uh, a, a new impact contract. Man, it's going to be a great night. And the, you can actually, they've got a couple matches on the pre-shows as well this evening that they're going to be showing on their Facebook and YouTube channel. Uh, I believe those are starting at 4 o'clock Pacific. And if you're listening, Vandergriff, I'm coming for you. Stop it. I will be in Vandergriff's corner and take you out. Yeah, that's fine. I'm coming for you, Vandergriff. You're not going to get anywhere near him. I'm putting a shoulder right in your stomach. <sighs> Please. I will drop you like third period French. I, I'll just give you a code red and move on. There's not a chance you could code red me. No way. We'll see. No Van, way. Vandergriff, I'm coming for you. Just little, know that. I'm a little bit puffy right now. You 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 will not do that. Just just know. All, all you gotta know is I'm coming for him. Yeah, but but if you if you want to see some terrific wrestling tonight, you're here in Las Vegas. The ringside seats are sold out, but they've got. Um, a few general admission, a couple second row seats, and they've got a meet and greet today, too, if you want to meet some of these guys and get down there a little early. Um, oh, I wish I wasn't working because I'd go and meet Vandergriff. Yeah, yeah, and that's only 15 bucks extra. I, I give him what for. Yeah, <laughs> shut up. Just stop. Go away. But it's going to be a great time. So if you are if you can get down this evening and need something to do and you want to see some terrific professional wrestling, Silver Nugget tonight, 5 p.m. Mechable, Mechable. Absolutely, I it, any of the FSW events are highly worth it. But if you only ever see one, this is the one. This is a pretty good one. Mecca is the one to see, and yeah, tonight's is amazing. Yeah, so please check it out. Go to fswvegas.com, and of course, if you want to learn to be a wrestler or anything like that, uh, you, they have an academy down there. Help as well. me take out Vandergriff. You're going to need a lot of help. I I will stop you. I don't need a lot of help. You, you do need a lot of help. I got my help right here. Oh, Lordy. You don't you don't know me very well, do you, Fish? I don't I, need to. It doesn't matter. I won't protect Vandegrift at it all. Do, it doesn't matter. I'm on the payroll. That's fine, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway, 
So, but please check it out tonight. It's going to be an awesome time. All right. A lot going on this week. In ring and out. I, I would like to start with CM Punk. You know, it's funny because that's where I was going to start today. We finally have some developments in the situation with CM Punk, a steel, and of course our the executive VPs, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, who of course after All Out and CM Punk's unscripted, unplanned, well he might have planned it, scrum discussion. It about- seemed like he planned it because he came out, at least when the audio and camera started, the first bit of video and audio you hear is him going off on Adam Page. It was. Um, it, it was actually more of him going off on uh, everybody. Yeah, uh, on uh, I can't think of his name now. He, he Colt Cabana. Thank you. He, the Colt Cabana thing. The, he went off on Kenny Omega, the Bucks, Tony Khan. It was like a seventies Vietnam and, and, and napalm. I, right, and, and I will say that, and like it or not, the the whole thing is the fault of Tony Khan because he was sitting right there, right next to CM Punk, and he could have shut him up, and he didn't. He should. And that was his job to do. He should have. Well, we have our first break in this whole thing because, of course, no one has said a word. They're, there's a legal investigation going on. Everyone has kept their mouth, mouth shut. Until now, as the first domino has fallen. Ace Steel. Ace Steel, who is, if you don't know who he is, he, he trained CM Punk. He was working for AEW as a coach. Um, doing other things backstage. Ace Steel is Eastois. Fired. As the maximum. You're fired. He gone. We need to get a clip of uh, of Vince McMahon saying that so we can just play it anytime someone's fired. (laughs) That's a possibility. Uh, But he is out of there. And, you know, here's the really funny part. Because in the brawl, he actually bit Kenny Omega. They had Punk's dog in there, and Kenny got it out of there. Probably for everybody's safety as well as the dogs. But Ace Steel, man bites man on this one, and he is out from AEW. And the funny part is, this this is what killed me about this, is apparently Ace Steel was shocked that he was let go. That that I'm makes like, no sense. Dude. He had to know it was coming. You're you're a backstage guy that I must say of the five people. The three, the two, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, CM Punk, and Ace Steel. He is the most expendable. Quite expendable. Yeah. So apparently his reaction was that he thought he was going to be around, and he was just stunned that he... Nobody's going to miss Ace Steel. No, it's... It, yeah, you, you blew it, dude. Don't bite Kenny Omega. Don't bite anybody. Don't bite anybody. I mean, that's that's a good rule to follow. Yeah, that, that, that lesson one here is don't bite people. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that you know it's not something you want on your resume. Could you just imagine I'm gonna put that down? Excuse me, sir. What happened at your last job? Well, I I bit one of the executive vice presidents. Oh, well, we'll be seeing you flipping burgers at McDonald's. But so that ship has been played, and the, the ship has sailed. Ace Steel, which is just a freaking hilarious name. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh almost. Ooh. But I mean, that that can't be his real name. I'm not going to Wikipedia. Why don't you? You brought it up. You Wiki. Ace Steel is like it's like an action hero's name. That's pretty good. I am Ace Steel. Anyway, that's that. Like I said, he is the most expendable and the least consequential. 
So now we go to... This is where I want to get to. Now we go to the other side of it. CM Punk, of course, who had won the AEW championship that night and then was stripped of it along with, of course, Kenny Omega and the Bucks. Christopher oh. Guy is his real name. Okay, there you go. I, I'd go with a steal, too. <laughs> yeah, so would I. <laughs> but uh, CM Punk, apparently, they are talking buyout for CM Punk. Uh, apparently, the holdup like, may be the non-compete clause. That's what they're saying at this point, or at least uh, Dave Meltzer is reporting that from Wrestling Observer, that Punk is, that apparently EW is saying he is looking to uh, send him on his way and a lot of there's been a lot of locker room reaction to that saying well you know it would take a lot a lot a lot for him to be able to exist in the AEW scene and fit in with the locker room after what he did and they're not talking about the fight they're talking about the stuff that he's said and done no absolutely and th- and there's two schools of thought about what happens to him once he gets released and as, as, as regarding the WWE, first one is that there's no way the WWE would touch him because he's toxic and they don't want that toxicity in the locker room. The other school of thought is signing him would be like the signing of Cody Rhodes in the sense that it's a trophy to hold over AEW. We got your guy. And that would be the only reason they would do it. Well, I see what you're saying. But, you know, I, I just, there are so many stories about Mr. Brooks, CM Punk, um, causing locker room issues. No, absolutely. So, And, but the, and, and the Triple reason- H is in charge, and he does not like him. But this is a best-for-business kind of opportunity, maybe. And, and, and the reason why I say it is because if everyone thought there's no way WWE is touching him, then there would be no issue with the non-compete clause because AEW would say it wouldn't matter. They're not going to sign him anyway. Yeah, well, so I, they have so someone in AEW has to believe that WWE will at least reach out to him and see what they can do. Well, and I think on the other side of that too is you signed the guy to a massive deal. He was the the he was the the I mean the face of the company. The last thing that you want to see him doing after that tricep heals up is him immediately popping up on WWE programming. Especially after you committed so much, and I'm imagining that buyout is going to be millions of dollars which, to get out of that contract, if that's what they end up doing. Which was bigger, his debut on AEW or Bray Wyatt's return de- debut on WWE? I think to the company, CM Punk's return is more important. Was more important to AEW. I, I meant than to Bray Wyatt. The, the pop, and, uh, right? But the pop and the, the fan reaction to oh, it. And the reason, close. the reason why I ask is because in the last five years, ten years, those are the two biggest that I can think of. I would agree. Even bigger agree. than Sting showing up on WWE TV. I I would agree with you. That's I I just you know the one you know the one thing that's bugging me about all this. And let's be frank for just a second, is the best possible scenario for, to me, is you resolve this. You figure out a way to clean the situation up. CM Punk gets down on a knee and begs for forgiveness and is contrite and doesn't act like he runs the place. And now all of a sudden, 
now you've got Kenny Omega and Punk. You've got you know with a chance to make a really interesting feud that a lot of people are going to care about, and one that everybody wanted. That people wanted that match. And it, that was probably the one that everybody was looking forward but, to the most. Right. And think think about the ramifications if it could happen now. Right. The problem is, I think you're right. I don't think anybody in the AEW locker room wants Punk in there now. It does. Because of what like. he did. So wouldn't it make more sense not to buy him out, but just to do what WCW did, pay him to stay home? That way you don't have to worry about the non compete clause because as long as his contract's there and as long as he's getting paid, it doesn't matter. Well, and here's well, here's another point on that too, though, is Let's say he does go to WWE. You know apparently what he's like to deal with. Are you actually helping yourself out by subtracting and hurting the competition? Yeah, he's going to get a pop and people are going to you know cheer for him for a while. But you add him to a very large mix of talent. But you put him and... and He's he's gonna want what he wants, but the dif- the difference is in AEW he had the freedom that everyone craves, but that freedom led to this problem. In WWE, while they're they have more freedoms than they had under Vinnie Mac, they're still under a corporate structure, so that freedom isn't necessarily there. So he doesn't have a chance to be the kind of guy he was in AEW. Maybe. I mean, I'm not saying that he's going to be a wonderful human being backstage. Everyone's going to love him. But the 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 boundaries are a lot narrower in WWE, so it's going to be very harder for him to run afoul of it. See, if I'm Triple H, what I'm thinking about this is on the business side. Yeah, it would be it would be huge great to bring him. I mean, he's going to move merch. He's going to he's going to get the pop the the pop of all pops. But at the same, well, I don't know. <laughs> he might get booed up pretty hard. But he would. I see. I think he would in AEW. I'm not so sure he would in WWE. But I also think that do you after you have gotten this whole thing with Vince McMahon pretty much over with, and people are apparently very happy with how things are going in WWE for the, the first pro- time. That's the problem. And God knows how. Do you long, want to upset the apple cart? Right. Do you do you want to stick him in there and risk that? And I don't I know. I don't if, know. And and it's funny because. Six months ago, I would have said, absolutely, you do. WWE needs him. Now I'm not so sure. I, now it's, I, I think CM Punk may need WWE more than WWE needs CM Punk. I think that is quite the case. Thank you very much. I mean, at this point, but we also if, don't if he burns that bridge with a, he's burned the bridge with AEW, what else does he have left to do? Right, but it may be moot because, A, he may, he may still hold a grudge against WWE and have no desire to ever go back there. Because him and Triple H were never close. No, not at all. And they did not like each other. He was remember when he retired, he was quite happy not to wrestle anymore. Mm-hmm. And that was in his prime. Now he's older. He still may not want to wrestle anymore. Well, there's I mean, a- AJ Lee is still is she still wrestling for Glow or wasn't she writing for Glow or doing something I with can't Glow? What she's doing right now? I thought she was doing something wrestling related for for the the Glow promotion. But he could also go to Impact, which. <laughs> I mean, oh, Lord. I mean, because if money obviously won't mean anything to him, because he's going to get paid a ton to leave AEW, why not? But eventually that money's going to run out. Yeah, well, depends on how he invests it. But you're right. I mean, I don't see him going back to UFC. So, where you know, here's the thing. Where does he go? The, Future I mean, stars I, of wrestling. He's, you know, Mecca next year starring CM Punk. He'll, he'll, he'll be 
it'll be the demand on the convention circuit and things like that. But I, man, I just if it were me, I would. I think he's radioactive, and I wouldn't get near it. If you're CM Punk, do you want to rehabilitate your career and your image? That's the other question: is does he or do you really not care? Do and and here's the other side to CM Punk too that I think people are overlooking a little bit. You mentioned that he's older. Well, now he's had two major injuries. Broken foot and the tricep. And the tri yeah. So he's he's getting older. How old is he now exactly? Um I want to say early forties. I'll look it up. But he he appears to be getting a little injury prone. Do you want to invest that kind yeah, he's, of money? He's forty three, born in seventy eight. So oh, he's he's just heard. he's just beginning to be the end of his prime. Or he's at the end of his prime. You want to take the chance on that? I mean, like I said, you've you've lost. They lost him twice, and they lost two world championship rings because of you know. I mean, obviously the the fight and everything, but he had torn the tricep too. He was out, so something was going to have to happen anyway, even if that fight didn't happen. So that's two world championship rings that get screwed up by an AEW. That's a mess. That's a mess. It, it it's going to be very interesting, and I think the person. I mean. I think one of the people that believe it or not that the, the WWE would talk to about it would be Cody Rhodes because he has the most that, recent contact with CM Punk, that right? Would, that would be an interesting conversation. I'd like to be the fly on the wall on that, on that one. By the way, this is the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN 101.5 FM 720M. We are the talk of Las Vegas. Pro wrestling at its finest. Andrew Fishfane and I'm Mark Hoke. This is coming from a wrestling writer, Wade Keller. He said... That Triple H is more likely to bring Punk back than Vince McMahon would have been. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you you know the situation. With, if you don't know the situation with Punk after when he left WWE, uh, he was bitter. He was angry. He sued them uh, because of of medical care that he claimed he didn't receive. Uh, he was beat up. He just it, it was not a good situation for him. He was very unhappy. And WWE was not happy with him either. And Keller does say that somebody who's currently in the WWE and within the sphere of influence of Triple H would be a hard no on taking Punk back. I just, I it just doesn't say who it. it is though. I just, I just think it would be a mistake. I mean, I think that I think Mr. Phil Brooks needs a little time to check himself. He needs a timeout. He does. He and. It, you have to realize that you're closing in on the end of your career and for him to do what he did. I mean, Tony Khan aside, yes, he should have stopped what he was doing, but that was something he allowed to go on gradually as this thing went on. You know, the the, the abortion rights shirts, the, the, the hangman page stuff, it, it built up and built up and... That should have been nipped in the butt. There's no question about it. Well, I mean, but 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 on the side, CM Punk's a pro. He should know better. Than but that. and CM Punk ran up against this in WWE. Think about it: the inner circle, the elite, if you will, with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. They were basically the Click. Yeah. With more power than the Click. Absolutely. And CM Punk hated the Click. Yeah. Crazy situation. We will keep on top of it. And by the way, if you want to stay on top, go to MarkHokeShow.com right now and get. Signed up at betonline.ag. You can bet on almost anything on this site. It is awesome. Plus, you get a 50% sign-up bonus. You put $1,000 in there, and you're going to get 
500 bucks back to bet on whatever you want, including professional wrestling. That's right. You can bet on wrestling on betonline.ag. So all we need you to do is go to markhokeshow.com, click on one of the links. You'll see the banners. They're all over the place. Get your membership and put in that code. Uh, I believe it's, it's all on the website. And, hey, make some money, man. Go bet on the games today. Whatever you want to do, it's betonline.ag. Hey, when we come back, more contract stuff with AEW. I think Fish is going to be a little heartbroken. About I this. am. I'm definitely heartbroken. I by think it. he's going to be very heartbroken. Stick around. We'll be right back here on the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN 101.5 FM, 720 AM, the talk of Las Vegas. Tired of the same boring food when you're out for breakfast or lunch? I'm Mark Hoke, and I have an idea for a different place to go with unique food you're sure to enjoy, and that's Unique Eats. Take some time out of your busy day and stop on in to Unique Eats, featuring celebrity chef Dominic Tedesco and his friendly staff. Whether it's a great start to your day with one of Unique Eats' amazing omelets, for lunch with his incredible sandwiches, pasta, and award-winning pizzas, you'll be in for a fantastic dining experience that won't break the bank. Unique Eats also features a smoothie bar and full vegetarian menu as well. Plus, if you need catering, you can count on Unique Eats no matter what the occasion. So what are you waiting for? Get on over to Unique Eats at 3100 South Durango, Suite 100, open daily until 3 p.m. Call them at 702-992-3038 or visit UniqueEatsLV.com for their full menu and catering info. Break out of the same old routine and have a great meal at Unique Eats today. When it comes to having the right attorney in your corner, you want to have a proven winner on your side. And Russell Dutch Boyd of VegasCouncil.com knows how to win in Las Vegas. Boyd graduated at 18 years old from law school and is also a three-time World Series of Poker bracelet winner. And no matter what legal challenges you're facing, Boyd will help you through it all. As a litigation attorney, he covers multiple areas of law, including personal injury, business law and startup, cyber law and crypto clients, and whatever else you might need to navigate the legal waters of Las Vegas and beyond. Just visit VegasCouncil.com to set up your free initial consultation today. That's VegasCouncil.com and let Dutch Boyd help you win today. Once again, that's Russell Boyd at VegasCouncil.com. One oh one five FM, seven twenty AM, KDON, the talk of Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. All right, let's step back in those ropes. Ring that bell. Ding. There you go. Andrew Fishbane. Now you're coming on. I just gotta get you into the peppy beginning. One morning, I want you to come in here all pepped up. Not going to happen. What if I brought you a cookie? Wouldn't have. Two cookies? Nope. Donut? Getting closer, but no. <laughs> <laughs> flaming cake? Yes. Okay, we'll do flaming bring, cake. I want Vandergriff. Oh, stop it. <laughs> oh. I'll be peppy if you bring Brand- Vandergriff in the studio. That I'm sure I can make happen. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to him. I'm going to go to Mecca tonight. Okay. So, so I will. You let him know that I'm coming I, for him. I will. I will. Speak I'm to, gunning for Vandergriff. I will speak to Mr. Vandergriff. Anyway, 
Andrew Fish Fade. I'm Mark Hoke. Thanks for being with us. Joe DeFalco, of course, getting ready for Mecca tonight. Protecting Vandergriff from me. At the Silver Nugget, 5 p.m. Be there, be square, kids. It's the hip place to be. No, good Lord. If, when you say things like be there or be square and it's the hip place to be, it instantly makes it the unhip place to I be. Got, so I don't say things like my that. my fingers over here, you know. <laughs> hey, hey, chicky. Cats. <laughs> What's going on? Come on, Sinatra. Let's go. Anyway, back to the wrestling news. As we mentioned, Andrew Fishfane is heartbroken. He's Depressed. devastated. I am. His, his, his pain is palpable. Well, it's not. I mean... It, I am, but and I'm not. It's not it, it, It's not a make or break, but it would have been nice. Chris Jericho has re-signed with All Elite Wrestling. Pretty Apparently, pretty a uh, massive deal. Uh, it's basically he, the same deal as Moxley. Not, maybe not money-wise, but uh, inducement-wise, uh, as far as uh, he's a producer within the company, he's mentoring, things like that. He has... Signed an extension through December 2025. And per Bleacher Report, it will be expanding Jericho's backstage role to include producer and creative advisor. He will also mentor young talent Didn't I just say on that the two roster. seconds ago? Well, I'm just... I had the line. I read it. So he's 51 now. So that, that takes him through... It's like 54. That takes him through 54-ish. So good for Chris Jericho. Judas Effect. Yeah, hey, Judas on my mind. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, but uh, but a, a pretty exciting development for Chris, and and he's absolutely thrilled to death about this. I, I'm uh, very happy for Chris Jericho, and it, it's funny he's the one wrestler that basically was nothing and built himself up from that because he was treated like absolute dirt at w, in WCW. Yeah, and he built himself up from that to being one of the top names in the business. You know, I still remember when he left WCW and went to WWE. And, of course, the first day apparently ticked everybody off because uh, people felt like he upstaged The Rock. That was and, the idea. <laughs> yeah, but it didn't sit well in the locker room. But And then when he became the undisputed champion, when they had that kind of little four-man Which was shocking. With you know, Stone Cold, The Rock, and um, who else was in that? Was it- I want to say Kane, but... Now, oh, man, F- Fish will get on the... Uh, internet machine on that but when he won the undisputed title everybody was like wow chris jericho really really but he has been proven to me to be one of the most diverse performers in professional wrestling history i don't think there's any question about it was it was it was it, it, he, uh, 98 days he held it he overcame such names as big show kurt angle stone cold and the rock i think it was kurt angle was in that tournament but anyway, but Jericho has been absolutely phenomenal. He is still performing at actually, such a high level. He actually only defeated Stone Cold and The Rock on that same night, it says. Yeah, but he, The in Rock th- wrestled somebody yeah, to get to that. In 2001, he became the first undisputed, undisputed WWF champion, uh, having won the unified WWF and world titles by, beating, by defeating Stone Cold, Steve Austin, and The Rock on the same night. Which is incredible. That was 2001. Good Lord, that... 21 years ago. 21 years if ago. you were born on the day that happened, you could drink now. Oh, wow. Um, but Jericho, when they asked him why do it, he said, I guess the simple answer is why not? Things have been going so well in the company, and I really do feel that this is my company. It's tattooed on my heart, so to speak. I've been here since day one, and there's really no reason to not 
be here continuing forward. Of course there is. Well, you know, but he's happy. Don't care. He's happy. Of course, he's the Ring of Honor champion right now going on a tear. And by the way, great match with Dalton Castle this last week. That was fun. Yes. And it, it, other, than, other than the boy, some of the extra boys were failing to execute hammering Jake Hager outside the ring. Maybe need to find some different extra boys. <laughs> but, you know, call me. I mean, I, I, I guess I, well, I wouldn't look good in the Flamingo-type outfits. But anyway, I, but Jericho re-signing, I think, is a terrific thing for AEW. I think it was a, it was a must-move, though, because I absolutely think, again, if they don't re-sign him, I think he is definitely going back to WWE. Uh, and this is on top of uh, the extension, five-year extension for John Moxley as well. So they're trying to really the, get get this core nailed down. No, I agree, and but the difference is, I don't think Moxley had any designs to going back to WWE. I think you the, wanted him to, though. I did, but I don't think he. I don't think he did. No. I think I and I still think when Jericho's extension is up, I still think he signs like a one year contract with WWE to do something over there to finish his career there. He might. I don't think he's going. I don't think he's going to be much of a, a, a huge active wrestler. I don't think you're going to see him doing what he's even do, doing now. But I think that he'll have some role in WWE before it's all said and maybe done. Maybe a WrestleMania match or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that sort of thing. I think, And I think he does, he's earned it. I mean, he'll definitely be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So Chris Jericho keeps it rolling. Another guy that has been rolling. Um, well, actually, well, let's go. Let's do the one of the matches first before we talk about the promo. Uh, Hangman Adam Page and John Moxley met for the AEW Championship on Tuesday night. They did. And the match ended up in a disaster. It did. As Page did a, a lariat on a clothesline on Mox, and then Mox kind of jumped up real quick. Both of them were in separate corners. They charged each other. Moxley clothesline Page, who did the flippy woohoo thing, and, and landed on his head. And landed on the side of his head, and was out cold. They called the match instantly. And so referee Paul Turner, a 20-year veteran in the in the ring, and thank God he was the one in the ring. There are some inexperienced referees in AEW that I don't know if they'd have handled it the same way, but Page was literally flat, face down on the mat. Turner's checking him out. Mox is kind of watching what's going on. Doc Sampson, their physician, jumps in the ring, and the match is stopped with about 11 minutes to go in the broadcast. Um, and it was, it was a very, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think of the word. It was tense. Yeah. It was very tense. And it was. There, I mean, you held your breath for a minute there. And I, but I'm not sure there's, there's two things that I want to get, get takes on from this. First, if you watched how they handled it, they went totally off camera. They were, they kept the cameras away from where Paige was. Instead of everybody seeing what was going on, because they they took the bottom rope off and stretched him out. Um, turned out he had a concussion. He's fine. Other than you know, he's probably and having a concussion and having a, a pretty nasty. AEW concussion. has a concussion problem. We're getting there, and of course they they went through what's going coming up on Rampage on Friday night. Went through that card, and and it was a good thing that Mox was in this match because he could. He'd ramble a promo. He, he just did an off-the-cuff promo. Of course, the ending for the show was that MJF was coming out to challenge. say to challenge him at full gear coming up in November. 
Uh, but it was it was awkward. But I, I you know I remember, I was listening to Jim Cornette's podcast, of course, the former manager of the Midnight Express, who felt like they should have kept the cameras on page. And he paralleled it to the NFL, you know, that they're showing what's going on, so everybody knows instead of making it. He felt like it kind of made it look like something really bad happened, that they weren't showing what ha- what was going on in the ring and, you know, kind of pumping up the concern for Paige's health. Do you think that AEW should have kept the cameras on there? Absolutely. I think that transparency is key in, in these situations. I think if, you know, he's gushing blood or something, then no. But in this situation, they absolutely should have. Especially when it's found out that it was, and I know a concussion is serious, but it wasn't paralyzed. It wasn't anything to that effect. Yeah, and and he and I I did see there was a part where you did see him moving his arm, so he was, you know, I I think it would have, it would have eased been, some tension at home, right? Because it, it was mean, scary not them not showing any piece of that. Yeah, if the NFL is going to show Lawrence Taylor breaking Joe Theismann's leg over and over again. Then they should have shown this. Yeah. Now here's the here's the other point you mentioned about. There's been a lot of concussions in AEW, but I want to take it a little bit bigger picture. When Mox did the lariat on him, and Page does the butt Flippy. over tea kettle kind of thing, and flips over and then lands on the side of his head. One thing the cornet pointed out was everybody is trying to overemphasize things that happen in the ring. They're doing They're more overselling. than they need to do. And it's getting people hurt. And, you know, one thing we've seen a lot of issues, mostly lately in AEW, but I think we are seeing a real trend in wrestling where people are trying to do so much in the ring and make things stand out so much that I wonder if it's getting overboard and creating injuries and putting these guys at risk. I will say this. WWE is doing this with Liv Morgan right now. And I think it's incredibly wrong because she will get hurt doing the extreme stuff that she's been doing. And I'm sure we'll talk about WWE later. Yes. But you are absolutely, that is absolutely an issue. And part of the issue is because AEW feels like it, it has to outshine WWE in the one place that it can, which is in the ring itself. See, well, I, I take it, Back to a more general situation and, and training and things like that, and and and, I, and I'm going to ask Joe about this next week when Joe's back from from Mecca, which is coming up tonight at 5 p.m. at the Silver Nugget. the The guys that come from the independent circuit are trying to make a name for themselves. Yep. And you see, if you follow wrestling on Twitter, you see some of the craziest stuff that people are doing in the ring and you just wonder how how hurt they're getting and the, what they're putting their bodies through I mean, all, all to have, try and stand out. All you have to do is ask Jeff Hardy. Yeah. I mean, that whole situation. The, the, and what I think really caused Jeff Hardy to do what he did was that match with Darby Allen that he had. And then he thought he had to outshine Darby Allen. And he did the... And and Darby jumped on him and was he was lying on the chairs and took that brutal a brutal hit. I mean that whole thing was just a, a crazy spot. And of course Jeff was hurt, started drinking, and here we are with Jeff Hardy, who's 
pretrial hearing got postponed, by the way. But I just wonder if these guys are just trying to do too darn much and aren't relying on psychology in the ring, but they're trying to get too physical. Um, you know, I, th- I think back to Ray Phoenix when he dislocated his elbow. And he did that crazy spot where he, you know, did the moon salt off the well, top and and landed wrong and popped his popped I mean, his elbow it, out, it, it, cost it, himself six months. The problem is, if you think about it, if you if you if you search the annals of your mind and go, okay, what what two are the most significant spots that stand out in my mind in wrestling history? To me, they are mankind being thrown off the cage at Hell in a Cell, mm-hmm. and Edge spearing Jeff Hardy off the ladder. Those are definitely two of them, yes. And that's what people are getting to is like those that I want to be remembered like that. I need to do something spectacular. But and the, it doesn't have to be so in the everyday telling of a story. No, it's that is a, those are moments where number one, you need to practice those. And number two, that is for that's not for your Tuesday night dynamite. No, exactly. You know, that is a that's that is for WrestleMania. Right. That is pay per view type stuff, not the Tuesday show. And I and I know what everybody's trying to do. And and you you're trying to make people say, wow, they you know, this person I'm making a moment that I'm gonna remember. And and WWE is well known for making their viral moments. But boy, it, I'll tell you Did it have anything to do with the fact that AEW was on Tuesday night up against NXT? The way that WWE said we're going to be up against AEW. We're going to send a lot of main roster guys to NXT this week, which is exactly what they did, and they still lost. Yeah, but but um, no, but that but the thing is, that's a typical spot with the the lariat flip. But did you need to do it? No, absolutely. No, and the question it, it is, wasn't you necessary. Don't, you don't need to do those. I I remember the one guy that you would go crazy when you were selling the lariat was Stan Hansen back in the day, because Stan Hansen was this monster. That was his finishing move. It was JBL's clothesline from hell. If 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 you did that, yeah, you you sell it. But you know, this wasn't a spot where you needed to do that. No, and, it, I, and it, I get it. And, and you know, watch the match, and I get it. But at the same time, it wasn't even a finish. Unnecessary, chance. right? It wasn't the finish for the match either. So you know what I'm saying? If you're going to do a spot like that, it should be at the finish. If you're going to ever do it, and you're right, it shouldn't be. It should be safe for a pay per view, not for a Tuesday. Yeah, you've got. I, I think everybody's just trying to do too darn much to stand out, and it's it. And I feel bad for the performers. Now, I'm I'm sure if there were a few wrestlers sitting here, they're going to say, ah, "I could do that all day long." I said, "Yeah," and I'd say, "Yeah, you could," but do you have to? I mean, a, do a, you have to? Adam Cole's still out with his concussion. He may not be back either. Right. And, you know, I'm scared for Soraya to come back in the ring. Yeah, me too. But me it's going to happen. I, I, I still, I'm still, i still scared for Brian Danielson and for Edge to be wrestling at any time. Because any time they take one spot that's a little off, I go, oh. Yeah. It's it's nerve-wracking. By the way, this is the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN 101.5 FM 720 AM. We are the talk of Las Vegas, talking pro wrestling for the next uh, hour and 10 minutes-ish. Having a blast, that's for sure. Now, it's it's funny that we kind of talk about that, and then we go to the other big thing that happened on AEW, which was MJF's another knockout Brilliant promo. I, I, you know, Ugh. he may be the he may be better than Paul Heyman now on the stick. It's pretty darn close. MJF is that good. MJF confronted William Regal, who used to work for WWE. And, and I, I will and, I will say this. I am... Pleasantly surprised that AEW allowed the mention of WWE constantly in the promo. Well, it, and it's part of the story. Right. So 
But he could have said the other company, or he didn't have to mention W. He didn't have to say WWE, and he said it several times. So the story was that MJF was very young in his career. The people that he was training with got a call that WWE needed some extras to do some things at a uh, at a, a some sort of taping or something like that, and they had were doing tryouts and to see who they could use. And MJF got in there and, and nailed it. And William Regal pulled him aside and said, "You know what, kid? You're you're going to be really special. I want you to send me your send me a matching promo every, every month, every month." And after a few months, Regal basically told him, take a hike and and sent him this email. And MJF said, I read that email every day. That motivated me every day. And the people were just eating this up because it's a real story. Real story about what happened to him on in the journey of his career. And you know, now here he is and getting ready to challenge one of Regal's protégés, John Moxley, for the AW World Championship at full gear. And then Regal fired back and said, well, you know, if it took an email to get you motivated, well, I guess I did my job, didn't I? And you and, had it, and then you had the whole, you had it easy, sunshine. Yeah. And, and all that telling his story about how he was getting beat up when he was 15 years old, wrestling adults. And, and it was, it was an amazing, amazing promo. And MGF knocks it out of the park again. And where, where I'm kind of trying to tie this together is, MJF has always had to decide on a ring style where he doesn't do all that crazy stuff in the ring. His He watched guys like Nick, Nick Bockwinkle, Ric Flair, and studied and studied and studied. Technical wrestlers. And guys, he, he doesn't, can he do things? Yeah, he's done some pretty cool stuff in the ring, but he's not one of those people that is out doing the crazy spots for 20 minutes. He relies on ring psychology, and he relies on on all these promos and building himself up. So when you get to a match, you're already jacked up to see him get beat up. You're already fired up to watch him go. And he doesn't have to do those kind of things. And the things that he does in the ring make sense. And he doesn't take unnecessary chances. And to me, that should be a lesson for everybody. When you wrestle is that you don't have to be that, that, you know, you don't have to be Ray Phoenix. The other guy, and I'm not criticizing Ray Phoenix. He's no, awesome. The, the other guy I think of that he's a lot like, and I think MJF is leaps and bounds better than this guy. But the Miz is the same sort of way. Yeah, because the Miz doesn't take those crazy risks. He knows how to wrestle, and he's more about the promos and the psychology of it. And you want to see the Miz get his butt kicked. And the thing is, is that you know, I mean, the Miz just you know had a did just got hurt a little while ago. But he that had was a burst really sack. Yeah, a burst of sack. Burst. Yeah, and, and he had something else too, or his knee wasn't his knee. Um, but those are the first major injuries that that guy's had in in fifteen plus years, and that's why because mm-hmm. he takes care of himself in the ring and he understands that. You see, and you're seeing a trend where a lot of people are getting hurt badly, and maybe shortening their careers by taking unnecessary chances in the ring. And MJF isn't that guy. I mean, if if MJF goes, he can go for another 15, easy 15, 20 years. Yeah. And, and And that makes him only 44 years old. And the, and the really cool part is if you look at a guy like the rock, the rock, the rock was really smart in the ring too. He, he didn't do all that kind of stuff. No, it was mostly power based and psychology and stone cold was the same way until he got his neck broken by Owen Hart. Yeah. 
if you look at people that are role models of how to be a professional wrestler, those are the guys to look at. And I'm and like I said, I'm not I'm not down at a Jeff Hardy or anybody that has that high flying style. It, it obviously has its place in the ring and it's cool. But at the same time, I think there's too much of an emphasis. Guys are just getting in the ring and thinking they have to jump off a balcony and do a, a moonsault into five people going backwards off the off the post to get attention. And you don't have to do it. I mean, Roman Reigns is the same thing. The, the most dangerous thing he does is the leap over the top rope. Yeah. And the Undertaker was the same way. That was the most dangerous thing he would ever do is the leap over the top rope. Although he did throw mankind off the top of a cage. <laughs> he did. You... I, you know, whenever you're in a profession, you need to look at the people that have been most successful in the profession. And you have to give a ton of credit to MJF because he puts the time in on his promos. I mean, you've seen the video where he was 19 and, and did cut that promo that he sent to WWE. And I have actually, no, I have not seen that video. Oh, you need to see that. It's pretty cool. Um, you could see there was a future. For There's the something guy. there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's fascinating to, Watch. It's going to be fascinating to watch what MJF does, and here and beyond wrestling. Well, so. the the promo at the end of the show kind of teased a face turn for MJF. Yeah, he's he's got everybody messed up. He's and that's, amazing. That's why he's so brilliant. Because basically, at the, why, why don't you tell everyone what he, what he what he did at the end of the show? Yeah, and he came out and said, "I'm not going to cheat." I'm because you know, Regal got him all fired up, and I'm not cutting corners. No, nope, I'm gonna. I'm just going to beat Mox straight up. Is he going to cheat? Of course he's got a chance. <laughs> he's MJF. Oh, man. But a fascinating week on AEW and uh, in and out of the ring. And, boy, but there's a lot more going on, too, brother. There was a WWE week. We got pay-per-views canceled. We got all sorts of weird stuff going on out of Stamford, Connecticut. We will be back with more for a second hour on the Mark Hoke Show. I'm Mark Hoke, Andrew Fish Fane. Stick around for more wrestling news and entertainment on KDWN 101.5 FM, 720 AM. We'll see you for hour number two right after the news. Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show. And visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show. And download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today. And thanks for listening.